Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It's Thursday, May 30th. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky Oliveira. And I'm Jacob Oliveira. Are you sure? I, I, <laughs> and I have had a stroke right here. That would be really dramatic. You should do that, that sometime. That would be very That'd be a dramatic. good show. The ratings would be you know, out of this world. Uh-huh. And what, because you were mocking me? Oh, that's interesting. That would be yeah. even better. Like, woman on podcast mocks her husband as he has a stroke and uh-huh. dies at the kitchen table in front of her. And she just laughs because she thinks it's all a big uh-huh. joke. And then she's like, oh, no. It's what real. have I done? Her remorse echoes across the Rocky Mountains. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Yeah, and okay. then Amos the prophet spoke about it. Yeah, Amos it great. probably would say something. <laughs> he would. Well, let be, me pray for today. It would be unhelpful, whatever he had to say. <laughs> no. It would just make her feel worse. It would I not think, offer any he hope. A, or I think he has a hard job here. Anything upbeat. He has a really hard job here. He'd say, you were wrong in what you did. And I'd say, yes, I know. I'm sorry. It's not enough. It's, I will first... Ruin your lawn, and then Let, I will. Uh, let's let's see by the end of the book of Amos whether you feel differently about it. <laughs> I won't. Uh, you never know. Well, you I never know. My, my you never know. Just grow. Okay. We'll see. All right. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, uh, bless the day. Uh, bless this passage. Uh, bless our reading of it. Bless our reflection of it as well. We ask this in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Amen. Okay. New International Version, the NIV. When I was a kid, it felt like this was the only other version. Oh, absolutely. Like there was the King James, and there was this. Well, and although now when like I was a kid, so many versions. When I, was a kid, I, I don't when know the whether they came existed. out. I remember it was just. Was it a big deal? Oh, it was a big deal. It was and, like heretical. I had this document. Oh, yeah, you lived amongst people who actually cared about like what version of the Bible it was. <laughs> and I have this document <laughs> that showed seven thousand errors. Oh, that mm, it's yeah. convenient that it was seven thousand. I know, I know it's very good. <laughs> okay, I'll start reading from this error-ridden text. You know, you can listen for all the errors. See if there should be at least like a hundred in these Uh two chapters, I would guess, just Uh kind of statistically speaking. Subheading, witnesses summoned against Israel. Hear this word, people of Israel, the word the Lord has spoken against you, against the whole family I brought up out of Egypt. You only have I chosen of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? Does the lion roar in the thicket when it has no prey? Does it growl in its den when it has caught nothing? Does a bird swoop down to a trap on the ground when no bait is there? Does a trap spring up from the ground if it has not caught anything? When a trumpet sounds in a city, do not the people tremble? When disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord caused it? Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The sovereign Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim to the fortresses of Ashdod and to the fortresses of Egypt. Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria. See the great unrest within her and the oppression among her people. They do not know how to do right, declares the Lord, who store up in their fortresses what they have plundered and looted. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. An enemy will overrun your land, pull down your strongholds, and plunder your fortresses. This is what the Lord says. As a shepherd rescues from the lion's mouth, Only two leg bones or a piece of an ear, 
<clears throat> so will the Israelites living in Samaria be rescued, with only the head of a bed and a piece of fabric from a couch. Hear this and testify against the descendants of Jacob, declares the Lord, the Lord God Almighty. On the day I punish Israel for her sins, I will destroy the altars of Bethel. The horns of the altar will be cut off and fall to the ground. I will tear down the winter house along with the summer house. The houses adorned with ivory will be destroyed and the mansions will be demolished, declares the Lord. Israel has not returned to God. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan on Mount Samaria, you women who oppress the poor and crush the needy, and say to your husbands, bring us some drinks. The sovereign Lord has sworn by his holiness, the time will surely come when you will be taken away with hooks, the last of you with fish hooks. You will each go straight out through, through breaches in the wall, and you will be cast out toward Harmon, declares the Lord. Go to Bethel and sin. Go to Gilgal and sin yet more. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three years. Burn leavened bread as a thank offering and brag about your free will offerings. Boast about them, you Israelites, for this is what you love to do, declares the sovereign Lord. I gave you empty stomachs in every city and lack of bread in every town, yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I also withheld rain from you when the harvest was still three months away. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. One field had rain, another had none and dried up. People staggered from town to town for water, but did not get enough to drink. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. Many times I struck your gardens and vineyards, destroying them with blight and mildew. Locusts devoured your fig and olive trees, yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I sent plagues among you, as I did to Egypt. I killed your young men with the sword, along with your captured horses. I filled your nostrils with the stench of your camps, yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you as I overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. You were like a burning stick snatched from the fire, yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what I will do to you, Israel. And because I will do this to you, Israel, prepare to meet your God. He who forms the mountains, who creates the wind, and who reveals his thoughts to mankind, who turns dawn to darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord God Almighty is his name. Hmm. Good Almighty, I like that. Okay, so uh, here's the uh, question for today. Uh, some Christians seem to interpret every triumph or tragedy, however small, as a blessing from God or an attack from the devil. Perhaps less often uh, a punishment from God. To what extent do you agree or not with such a view of our lives and experiences? Oh, I kind of don't agree with it at all. I mean, for one thing, I, I don't understand the purpose of of interpreting things that way, I don't see how that's even helpful, given that you there's no way of knowing it one way or the other. That's the key. What's the point of labeling All it right, that so, way? So I think that's the key. I mean, I think, and the reason why Nathan brings this out, obviously, is because in Amos 3, 7, we have the famous verse here, you know, that, and I love the International Children's Bible that says, before the Lord God does anything, he tells his servants the prophets. So Amos declares us himself. Um, that God always reveals to his prophets and gives us this insight into it. The difficulty is that we are constantly trying to interpret ourselves, everything that's going on around us, as is this God in, in this right now doing this or allowing this to happen and what is he teaching me right now and so therefore it should be fine. And I, I mean, I, I've seen people be in really difficult situations and people are like, well, it's fine, you know, because 
God wants to pull you through this or he needs to teach you something through this and that's mm. why you're in this pain and why you're suffering. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, and, I think and, that's the worst. And it, it's, but I think equally it's, it's, damaging is to assume that, um, that something good that happens to you is God directly giving you that because I think that's a contradictory thing. For instance, um, the Bible says things like a rich man can't go to heaven. Right, but then why would God give you these riches? Which people are like, "Wow, God uh, made me rich." You know, yeah, there's yeah. the prayer of Jabez, yeah, right? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. a lot of Christians believe. So, is God then trying to screw you over by <laughs> doing that? I mean, that would be the only logical way to look at it. What is this blessing? Uh, is and it, that's why I think the is context, it really so? It's just like you know what? How about really just important. figure that we live in a world that functions in a certain way? God has something to do with it. Because at the beginning of the week, I said I do think that God works in our lives. But I don't know that he's like doing that, like making stuff happen, like well, making you so that everything good that happens is because so God I, made it happen. I actually do believe what that God, is good, even. What I is believe a good that God thing? is really involved in in everything that we are part of. But I, I don't believe that God is the one who is like, um, how should I say this? He's like manipulating our lives. I think what God is doing is that he's nudging us and he's like, he talks to us and he encourages us and we're making choices and he works with so many of our choices and they all have implications. Yeah. And I mean, the choices that that we've made, uh, that I've made recently, I mean, there are all sorts of implications in our lives that affect, uh, it's got like this tumble effect that affects so many different things, but it's actually connected to so oh, many yeah, other things as well. Oh, you should talk about that some more. I, well, I, I think that, I think to? that... Uh, Unfortunately, some time's up today, but oh, we can okay. talk. We can talk about that tomorrow a little bit. I, I think. But well, I think yeah, that I that's, think what you're talking about is how sometimes you do something in your life, and then it turns out it's not only working out well for you, but it was the perfect thing to have things work out for a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah. And you think, okay, I can give an example. When we lived in England, this is more than 20 years ago. Um, I left my job at an advertising agency where I worked because we moved to a different place yeah. and I was also pregnant with Joshua. Yeah. So we were moving. It was too far away. I couldn't commute there anymore. And I was having this baby anyway. So I left there. And I mean, that was a cool thing for us in many ways. I was sad to leave the job, mm. but the guy who came and replaced me ended up marrying my friend, yeah. Emma, who worked there. And I thought, you know what? That worked out for me and for her and for him. It was, you know, yeah, um, it was good. They have a son who exists because, I mean, if all those things hadn't happened the way that they did, and, you know, I don't know whether God we, makes that happen, but I like to think that God is working to make things work out for people in some way. Um, yeah. And I prefer to think of it that way than that everything that he's kind of trying to mess you up and do awful yeah, things to you. That he's hoping that things will work out well for us in well, our lives. Well, I think that's why but, there's so much uh, there's so much shared inside the entire Bible as well. But let's talk about it some more tomorrow for sure. Um, let me repeat the question one more time. Some Christians seem to interpret every triumph or tragedy, however small, as a blessing from God or an attack from the devil, perhaps less often the punishment from God. To what extent do you agree or not with such a view of of our lives and experiences? Think about that. Talk about it with your friends and live love and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.